like a five minute meditation, I find that if I do that, it changes my whole day. Like my whole outlook on the day is like, oh my gosh, like I just see things so much clearer now. I, I have such a better direction. Welcome to the Vata Time Podcast, where we aim to spread positivity, create community, and learn something new in each episode. We focus on all things wellness, sustainability, and lifestyle to build our awareness as a collective. We're your hosts. I'm Bianca. And I'm Amanda. Let's dive into this week's episode. Um, So today we have Jenny King on the podcast Today, she is an Equinox instructor, and we are super excited to have you on the show today. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello. I know. I feel like you deserve such a uh, better introduction, but I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so nice. I feel like Equinox is pretty much a good place to start. It's like – Yeah. It's it's very – yeah, if you hear Equinox, I'm like, oh, she's got to be good if she's at Equinox. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, I yesterday, I, this is like a tangent already, but I was walking into an Equinox and I was, I realized I was wearing Equinox branded sweatpants, an Equinox jacket, and an Equinox hat. And I was like, I need to chill. This is too much. <laughs> you are that girl, but like in a good way. <laughs> If I see somebody on the street wearing like an Equinox hat, pants, and like a shirt, I'm like, I trust you immediately. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're an Equinox person. (laughs) Yes. It's like, let's be friends. Come on. (laughs) So the way that I met Ginny was I started going to your classes. And it's actually a funny story because I went to your class one day and I was like, oh my God, like I had such a great time taking your class. And I called Amanda because I call Amanda after I do anything. And I was like, I just took this girl's class at Wall Street. Like she was so awesome. Her music was so good. And Amanda was like, wait, I think I know her. I think I watch her YouTube videos. (laughs) That's literally (laughs) the funniest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) So I feel like yeah, it's just I feel like it's a small world. So that's um that was fun. Um so you have your own YouTube channel, your own podcast with your sister, right? Yeah. And I okay, I think it's really funny that you watch my YouTube channel because in my head like no one watches it. I know that's like so weird to say, but I know that people listen to the podcast. It's um by the way, Twin Talk with Carrie and Jenny with my twin sister, and then our YouTube channel is Carrie and Jenny King. But in my head, I'm like, oh, it's just this fun project I put into the world. But I've walked into Equinoxes before that I have not been to. And people at the front desk are like, wait a second. I watched your videos when I was like deciding if I wanted to move to New York or not. I was like, wow. So all around and we've been we we're from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. People have stopped us in Rhode Island and been like, you're Carrie and Ginny. <laughs> like, yeah, that's so strange to be recognized because I, I don't know. I just feel like it's more of like a video diary than actually – like showing people my life um mm-hmm. so that's so cool what video did you watch by the way did are you have you watched like the vlogs or so when I was during I guess it was like two years ago I wanted to be an equinox instructor so that's how I stumbled upon them and it would be like a day in your life of like teaching and then you biking over the bridge and getting a coffee and I was like oh my gosh she's so cool oh my gosh <laughs> that's so nice also if you want to become an equinox instructor let me know we can talk about it Okay, little, let's, um, yes, let's talk after. <laughs> definitely. I have tips <laughs> if you want to start. Oh my God, yes. Yes. That's so <laughs> I know. I, I'm like the my, – my goal – like if Amanda was an Equinox instructor, I'm like I'm going to be a Soul Cycle instructor. I <laughs> Dream team. I, and then you can just go take each other's classes and just like bounce back and forth. Oh. I would be like Amanda's number one fan. Like I'd be like setting the timer to get in the class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. So tell us a little bit about like how you got into the fit, like the fitness world. What inspired you to like get into the gym and maybe like become an instructor? How, what was that journey like? Um, it's so interesting because I didn't really work out until I was a sophomore in college. I did like JV tennis for a couple years in high school, but otherwise I was a theater kid, was not fit, did not consider myself athletic. I considered myself to be like anti-athletic really, like not 
in any way fit for like the soccer field or anything like that. Um, never ran or anything. I think I tried to run once in high school and I like got a cramp in my side and was just over it after that. Um, and so I moved to New York first year of college, didn't work out. And then I went home. This is, I tell this story whenever people ask me this and I think it's such a funny story, but, um, when I went home for the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college, I started working at this marina. So it's like you just – you tie up your the boats and, um, you know, you're always running around the dock, pulling things that are really heavy and, like, lugging things around. Part of our job was to, like, empty all these giant trash bins every day and, like, dump – like, drag the things up to, like, this dumpster and, like, put them all – this is very glamorous. <laughs> um, so I spent 40 hours a week – like, I worked there for, like, a 40-hour week – um, there was the only summer that I've only had one job. I normally have a few, but this was just like my main focus was, was at this marina that summer. And I lost 15 pounds um, from just like literally being active and lifting yeah. things. And I had never felt the sensation of like lifting something heavy. Um, and when I got back to school in the fall, I thought to myself, hey, this is kind of great. I feel confident. I feel I've – and I um, – I had been like eating more, running around. Like I, I feel like up until that point, I was in that kind of bad mindset of like diet culture and all that, um, which I feel like was back in the day was so much easier to fall into because social media hadn't yet exposed like the issues with like counting your almonds and like all these like dumb things yeah. that you, no one should do anymore. Um, but I got back to school and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to keep this going. I've been active all summer. It's made me feel great mentally and physically. And so I decided for that semester, I was going to go to the gym every single day. That was like my mission. So some days I went for five minutes. Some days I went mm -hmm. for an hour. And it really just – it was like there was no rule. It was just go and go for as long as you can, but as long as you go every single day. So it was really just like a habit building. Um, and I it slowly over the course of those months became – my thing that I looked forward to. So I would be at work all day or at school and the whole day I'd be like, wow, I can't wait to go to the gym tonight. It's my time. I'm going to listen to some great music, whatever. And then I also got a job at a marina in New York to like keep up my marina fitness. It's really, I love working <laughs> in marinas and it's actually the marina in Brookfield place. Um, I okay. worked there for four years, so it was, it was really fun. But um and so this is like such a long-winded answer of saying that's how I got involved in working out for the first time. And then in the spring, I decided I wanted to get a job at Equinox. So I had a better gym and it was surrounded by, you know, fit people and people who could give me advice and just like feel inspired. So I started applying to the front desk at Equinox Wall Street, Brookfield, and Tribeca. And I would just go around to like that trio mm -hmm. like once every week or two and just say, hey, I'm back. Like you should hire me and gave them my resume and talked to the managers, talked to the front desk people. And then after doing that for three months, I was finally hired by Equinox Brookfield as a front desk. I was really resilient. I was like, I'm going to yeah. work here. So in April, manifest April, it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I got it done. Um, but I just didn't take no for an answer because I really wanted to work there. And because um, my roommate from my freshman year had worked there, so I knew a little bit about it. And she was great. And I love her so much. And she was always talking about how much it was a great place to work out. And you get a free membership mm -hmm. if you're an employee. And so I started at the front desk my sophomore year, uh, spring semester, so in April. And I ended up working at the front desk for six months. And in August of that year, um, the group fitness manager came up to me and he was like, you know, you might be a good group fitness instructor. Like, have you ever considered it? And I actually laughed in his face because I just started working out. So I was like, obviously, I'm not qualified for this. Um, but he was like, okay, sure. I mean, think about it. But if you don't feel like it's right for you, that's fine. And I thought about it for a day and I sent him an email and I actually, I read this email back on our podcast when I, my one fitness episode that I recorded, <laughs> um, I read back the email cause I found it from like 2018, I think it was August, 2018. And I reached out and I said, Hey, 
Um, you know, following our conversation today, I thought about it. I think it might be a good opportunity to try this. So let's meet. Let's talk about it. And then that December into January is when I started training to become an instructor, went through the whole mentorship program at Equinox. And then at this whole, and this whole time from April till then I had been working on form strength, like learning how to do pull-ups, better push-ups, better everything. Um, and just really focusing on fitness. And then I got my certification from ACE in group fitness. And then I auditioned, didn't get the first audition, which was sad. <laughs> it was very sad for me, but I was not ready. And then I worked for three months just to perfect my training, my craft, I guess, as an instructor. Auditioned again, got it. And then here we are today. I'm a group fitness instructor. I love it. Um, and I can't even imagine if that never happened to me. Like, where would I even be? I think about that sometimes. Scary thought to think about where I'd be without it. I love your story. I'm just like so motivated. I It's so inspiring. And I kind of love like that you own that that first audition you didn't get. I feel like a lot of times like when people are met with failure – it's kind of like a roadblock, but I also feel like it's a really good way to build adversity and character. And I love that you embraced that and you kept going. And I think that's amazing. Super inspirational. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I think honestly, it taught me a lot. Um, it taught me that failure is just not the end of the road. It's, it's more of a lesson than it is kind of a mark of like what you're capable of. And I think a lot of people stop when they fail. Um, just because there's this mindset that failure is like, you fail, you're done, you should try something else. But I think it's truly the most excruciating and also the most growth that you'll experience by failing and then picking yourself back up. Because I kind of gloss over, I'm like, oh yeah, first edition failed, went on to the next audition three months later. But like, I that whole I had just started my fitness Instagram and I was documenting my journey to become a group fitness instructor. And so everyone knew I was auditioning. So then every mm. time I walked into Equinox, like that next week, they're like, Ginny, how was the audition? And I was like, I didn't get it. <laughs> and it was like everywhere I go, every message was like, Ginny, how was your audition? When's your first class? And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. And it was just this like fire inside of me that I just had to come back and prove myself. And I knew, I knew what I did wrong. I Not wrong, but like, you know, not well enough. I knew what I needed to work on. And the audition really helped me to kind of see, like, here are your weaknesses. You're up in front of this group of people. This is what kind of went wrong along the way. Um, and so it really led me down the path. And I think that if I had never failed the first audition, I wouldn't have been able to learn what I needed to work on. Um, so, you know, it all led to to this and I wouldn't have changed it. I wouldn't have it any other way. So definitely something that I try to own. And also it's great because it helps other instructors that might be discouraged if they mm. miss their first audition. Totally normal. And you can still come back and grow. And I think I think that just goes to show that you aren't like innately an, an Equinox instructor. It takes work. Obviously, there are some unicorns that just show up and they're like, hello, I am amazing and I have the best personality and I am unstoppable. And like, that's great for them. Maybe they're Broadway people or something. But <laughs> I feel like normal people, like anytime you're talking in front of a group of 30 people who are auditioning and like a group of like 40 managers all at once, it's going to make you nervous. And I think that you're allowed to mess up and learn from it and come back and grow and I think that's kind of just the takeaway from that. Yeah. Amazing. I, I'm just like taking it all in. It's all such good information. I know like I, we're soaking it up. I'm still thinking about like all these little tidbits that you mentioned. And in our podcast, we talk a lot about um, nutrition and like wellness. And I know Amanda had a really good question about this earlier when we were talking no, I feel like you were telling me earlier a really good question about nutrition and what Jenny mentioned earlier about um, like counting your almonds or something. And I was like, oh, Amanda had mentioned something uh, really good about this earlier. 
So I feel like when a lot of people start getting into like wanting to work out and nutrition and fitness, like some people have a different mindset around food in general. Like some are completely okay and have like an okay relationship with food. And then other people, it becomes very restrictive and um, more of like a scarcity mindset. So like, is that something that you've ever dealt with? And like for someone getting into exercising, like what do you recommend for them to focus on around like their mindset for food? I think that's an amazing question. Um, for me, it was kind of the opposite where before I worked out, I felt – and this was when I was very naive, very young in high school and I was like, okay, everyone's saying to eat 1,200 calories a day or whatever. Like that should be what you do. Like that's what everyone was kind of saying. And when I started working out, I also started watching Natasha Ocean on YouTube. I don't know if you guys know her. I love her. She's literally like my hero. I love her. Um, she, I started watching her videos on YouTube to learn how to lift because when I first started my daily little workout thing, I was like, oh, I'll just like, you know, go on the treadmill, go on the elliptical, maybe like lift a little bit. But I didn't know anything about lifting, even though I had been lifting trash cans all summer, you know, really just building <laughs> the gains. But I, um, I, I, was watching her and she was like, Oh, I lift this. I eat this. Like, and she had, she had this whole kind of thing about reverse dieting. It was like, Oh, what is this reverse dieting? That sounds awesome. And she said that you just add more calories over time and you start to like lift more and get stronger and you're rebuilding your metabolism. And I, it was clear to me that like from, you know, I was never in a, like any type of eating disorder, but just a general, like restrictive state that girls experience in high school, um, I just needed to repair my metabolism. So I started to eat more. Every single week, I would add 100 extra calories to my day. So let's say I was like eating like, this is sad, but like 1,500 calories, like so low. Um, the next week, I would add, I would eat 1,600 calories a day. The next week, I would eat 700 cal- 1,700 calories a day. So mm-hmm. I was never at a point where – some people I've heard have gotten to like very, very low places, which my heart breaks for for that experience. Like I never got to like 700 calories a day or anything like that. That's so scary. Um, but I was still like not – like I don't think anyone should eat um, like 1,200 calories a day. That's like – I don't even know how you would function, um, especially when we live in New York and we're active and all this all this stuff. So anyway, I started adding 100 calories a day, 100 calories each day, and then every week just like add more. And then I would lift more. So I felt myself like gaining more muscle. I would eat more. And now I eat like 3,000 calories a day. So that I stopped reverse dieting at a certain point. But watching Natasha's videos really helped me see that the food is going to help me to, first of all, have the energy to do my workouts and just like be get become stronger, lift heavier, and it doesn't it doesn't do you any disservice. Like it, it just helps you. And I think that mental shift is so important because I get a lot of messages that are like, I'm working out so much and I'm eating like so little. I don't know why I'm not seeing any change. And it's like, that's just not that's not the answer to what you're looking for. And even if you did see change, it would just be temporary and it would make you miserable. So I think it's really important to have – and I'm not a nutritionist or like a diet coach at all, so take all this with a grain of salt. But from my experience, um, learning to nourish yourself and then use that fuel to have even better workouts is just such a better mental – like mental, physical like reset of like what are your priorities. Like my priority is to get stronger. So the more healthy food I eat, the stronger I can be. Um, it's just that mental shift that really helped me. I love that mindset because that's completely like the abundance versus scarcity mindset. And you're using food as fuel, as you just said, instead of like, oh, I just did a, I don't know, three mile run. So now I'm allowed to eat this amount of calories. It's not like a netting or a deficit situation. It's like, this is allowing my body to be at its best. And that's why I eat to nourish myself. So I love that. That's yeah. 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 And the whole counting calories thing is so difficult too. I know like I've fallen into it. I think most people probably have at some point like tracking every single little thing and like you become so, uh, what is it like funnel 
tunnel mind or whatever where you like oh my gosh like I need to record like if I eat a half a you know one fourth of a teaspoon of salt I'm recording that you know um so like shifting into like also eating more whole foods uh, plant foods like less processed stuff I feel like it's also a really big part of that as well so yeah and we've all been there too I think um we've all I feel like every woman at least has had a moment where they're like oh my gosh I need to control everything um but it's just not a way it's not just not a way to live it doesn't make you happy if like what you're living for is just like eating less food it's just it takes away a lot of joy from going out with your friends and you know just doing like the simple things in life building connections with people like if you're just thinking about the food you're eating all the time it's just like I don't know it's really not a good place to be mentally so yeah and we learned before the uh, podcast started recording that Ginny is like basically vegan. So she fits in great with our <laughs> podcast community. <laughs> We're they little vegans it. here. <laughs> um, I'm talking air quotes, but yeah, I'm like fake vegan. I'm like, I'm vegan, but I, there's rare, rare, rare exceptions. I have to preface that. So my here for it. Who will roast me. <laughs> this is why I always say like, not about labels because like then we get like defined and put ourselves in these like little boxes that we create so like we just we just do whatever and we just all happen to be like quote-unquote vegan you know yeah I love that um I know we had a couple other questions um related to just building uh building our gym confidence and I I kind of like was thinking of this in relation to myself because I started my fitness journey like about a year ago, and I remember Amanda being like, oh my gosh, Bianca, you have to try Gym Pass, like going to Equinox and Soul Cycle and Solid Core and Berries and all of these classes. And I was just like a little bit taken aback. I was like, I don't know, like I don't really work out that often. And it's really intimidating. Like the people who go to these gyms are really fit and like I haven't worked out in like years. So, um, it can be like very intimidating to even sign up for a membership and um, to show up to a class. Like, thankfully I had Amanda. So I'm like, okay, when Amanda goes, like I'll kind of tag along. Um, But what about for people? Like I also think about people who don't have that friend motivating them and encouraging them. What are some good ways to get over that fear or that block that people may have that mental blockage to like go sign up for a membership and like, you know, how to get into the gym or like what to do, like how to start that process. Cause I feel like it can be a lot like now over the course of a year, I'm like front and center in like the group classes. Like I love the group classes. I've learned that. I love when you're in the front of my class. I'm like, let's go. She's up front now. No longer in the back row. We're over back row life. We're in the front. Yeah. I'm like, I need to see myself in the mirror. I need to work on my form. I was like, I don't want anybody in front of me blocking my view. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it makes for a better class. You're like, let's go. I'm motivated. I'm here. Everyone's looking at me. It's time to show up. And I'm like taking up space. I'm like, you know, I because in the back, you're a little cramped because everybody wants to be in the back. I'm like, no, I need my space. I need to be able to spread out. Like that's Mm -hmm. where I'm at after a year of like group fitness classes. But and I feel super like more confident in the group classes now, which is amazing for me. Um, But, you know, even if I go to the gym and don't do a group fitness class, I'm still, I still have a little bit of fear, like going to pick up weights or like, Mm -hmm. what do I do with like the weights or like with a rack? Um, And that's me being super confident and comfortable in a group fitness class, but like outside of a group fitness class, not so much. So I was wondering if you had any like tips or tricks that you did or you give your cl- like whatever your clients, um, any tips on that front? Yeah, I feel like I have so many tips. Um, so I am a big weight floor person. I love going to the weight floor. I love okay. doing my pull-ups. I love doing my squats. I love doing, you know, grabbing the heavy dumbbells and doing all my stuff. And I found – in my years of Equinox so far, that most of the time when I'm there, I'm the only woman on the floor. Like occasionally there'll be like maybe two more like lingering. But 
normally it's just me and a bunch of dudes, which like honestly works for me. Like either way, if they're around, whatever, they're probably looking at me and being like, whoa, what's she doing? Which is usually what happens. And I feel like that's kind of the way I navigate it. So first and foremost, if you're new to the weight floor or the gym or the class, what I like to do is start with wearing an outfit that you really love, something really confident that makes you feel really confident. Maybe it's like a sleek all black, you know, zip up with a nice black pant and like your Nikes or whatever, a cute hat or whatever. Um, You want to look like you are a gym girl. You know, you feel confident and you're – if you look confident, if you are confident, you're going to feel confident and then you're going to look confident. So you got to own the outfit. That's the first and foremost – rule and then also just be prepared like if you know what you're going to go in and do do it um it's easier if you have a written plan so you're not kind of wandering around the gym so okay i'm gonna do squats then i'm gonna do deadlifts and i'm gonna do you know a push-up into a renegade row then i'm gonna do pull-ups and like you have your written out plan so that helps too and you know maybe you can watch tutorials beforehand so you're like okay i know exactly how to do this i know exactly how many weights i need like here we go Another thing is to listen to some really good music, like intense. Like I like to listen listen to Green Day when I work out on the floor because I'm just nice. like, ooh, okay, let's get into it. Like I'm feeling really energized. So I feel kind of like I take on this new persona of like cool gym girl when I walk onto the floor. I have my Green Day, my all black outfit. I know my plan. I'm going to do it. And then um, I also have found that the more I do it, the stronger I get. I'm able to do things that are like, you know, some might say they're impressive to like dudes on the floor that are like, whoa, this random redhead chick is like doing pull-ups in the corner. It's so cool. And a lot of guys actually approach me on the floor and they're like, oh my gosh, you can do pull-ups. I'm like, thanks buddy. Like appreciate it, but <laughs> please leave me alone. Um, but I had like personal trainers come up to me and like offer me sessions for free, which has been really nice. I have guys that come up to me. A lot of guys will come up to me. Like I'll meet them later on, like a few weeks later. And they'll be like, Oh, I've been watching you at the gym for the past three weeks, but I'm like, you look so intense. I'm like afraid to talk to you. Like if only you knew that I am not, I'm a very nice person. when I talk to people, I'm like, not going to be like, rude to you but I don't know you have to give off a persona of like I belong here I'm confident I know what I'm doing and I'm listening just like own it I think that's the only way because there's a terrible feeling of walking into a gym being like okay I need to like get to a machine so I can stop being in the middle of the gym like with my water bottle looking at everybody and like it's like walking to a lunchroom when you're in middle school and wondering where you're supposed to sit. It's a very similar feeling. Um, yeah. So yeah, just I would say have a plan, cute outfit, good music, and then just repetition. Love, 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 love. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The building, the confidence, the outfit. The outfit makes such a big difference. I know when I get a new workout outfit, I'm feeling so much better. Like I want to go try it out. I want to go to the gym. I want to wear my cute little outfit. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And taking up that space is super important. Like I love that you said, like having your, your, you know, your setup, knowing what to do, doing your research beforehand on what you're going to do. Um, that's amazing. And I think like sometimes, um, like we get in our head that people are watching all the time and like watching every single move. And I mean, as Jenny just said, like sometimes they are watching you for weeks and let you know that, but like for the most part, (laughs) I feel like people are doing their own thing and it's just like more in like our head and we feel like we're being watched, but really like everyone's just doing their own workout and like doesn't care about anyone else. So it's just being like, I'm just going to do my thing and everyone else is going to do their thing. We're going to be fine. And like just being confident in that aspect. Totally. Totally. I find that people only watch if you're doing something absolutely crazy. Like if you're doing pull-ups or handstands or like something like that, they're like, oh my gosh. But if you're not doing that, they're like, okay, another girl in the gym. Cool. Moving on. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's everyone thinks that they're drawing so much more attention to themselves than they really are. And everyone is probably thinking the same thing. Like, there are definitely a couple other people on the floor with you that are like, huh, I really hope people don't watch me do this because I don't feel that confident with this exercise yet. And I just really want to do it and not feel like I'm being judged. 
I'm sure many people feel that way with you. So as long as it's like a community all feeling the same way, um, then it's probably not as bad as you think. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something I've had like walking into group fitness class and being like, okay, I'm going to have to be okay with, I might be the worst person in the class and that's okay because everybody starts somewhere and like everybody who's at the gym had to start somewhere. Um, and you just work your way through different levels of things and that's okay. Totally. You mentioned like the pull-up things and I, you know, I was thinking in the back of my head, like I've never been able to do a pull-up and I've always wanted to. And I wanted to ask you about like, how do you, uh, what do you think about like setting goals, like fitness goals? If you, uh, what are some like smart ways to set realistic goals? I think a lot of people sometimes have like a specific number or like, Mm -hmm. um, maybe like be able to do a pull up. Like how, how do you like set goals and like find ways or the best ways to reach your fitness goals? I have so much to say on this topic. I actually, so I just became a behavior change specialist. Um, I just got certified Uh from ACE in behavior change, which has been really awesome to just, cause I'm able to, I have clients on the side outside of Equinox. Um, and I've been able to work with them on different goals a lot more a lot more effectively because I just have the tools now to really implement lifestyle changes that help them get to their goals. For example, my sister, um, I recently started training her and I gave her a goal to she's she's just getting into working out for the first time. And um so she's working out with me twice a week, but she's kind of struggling with the rest of the week. Like, what should I do? I want to feel active the rest of the week. And so I gave her a goal to reach 10,000 steps a day now that the weather's warmer because she was averaging like 3,000 mm-hmm. steps a day. Um, she just doesn't live in the city. So she lives, you know, where everyone drives cars and you don't really walk that much. Um, and so she's she's been doing that for a little bit now and she's feeling great. And setting something that's obtainable, like that's that's such – not obtainable, attainable. It's such an attainable goal like it's so easy to to map out the time for a walk um it's just something that you have to kind of set your intentions towards um maybe take like instead of your 30 minutes of netflix after dinner like take a 30 minute walk or maybe in the morning instead of sleeping you know sleeping in and hitting snooze like just going for your steps for the day um one of my other clients he's been wanting to get into running again and has been struggling with kind of getting back into it after the winter and so i told him that to get back into the habit just run one mile a day. And so for the past – he for the first week, he ran one mile a day. And he actually ended up going a little bit over. So he ran like a total of around 10 miles that week. And the next week, I told him to run a mile and a half a day. So he did that consistent. And then this third week, I told him to run twice but five miles each time. So we're really just working up towards those, those goals and like finding the small steps. Um, if you've heard of Atomic Habits, it's this book that is all about just like the best way to build habits. It's like the best thing ever. And I think that it's more like a goal should be rooted in becoming the type of person who can do that thing. So if you want to be the type of person who's a gym goer, like I did when I started working out, I just told myself, I'm just going to go every single day. It doesn't even matter what I do. I'm just going to go. Like put on the outfit, go. I could literally put on the outfit, go, and then leave. And I still went to the gym. And just doing that every single day was so beneficial for building that habit. And then I started to go and like lift more because I was curious about the research. And I started to, you know, be able to lift heavier and then learn about different techniques and then start working at a gym and it just like it builds this process. And then in terms of the types of goals that you want to have, um, I have always found that uh, strength goals are better than aesthetic goals because if you – or for me, if I tell myself like, oh, I want to be this certain weight or this certain body fat percentage, it takes away from the training that I'm doing. It takes away from – um, first of all, it just gives me like kind of bad self-esteem to imagine like I have to change my body in this way. But if I tell myself my goal is to learn how to do, you know, a pistol squat without a chair or my goal is to learn how to do three pull-ups in a row without any type of resistance band or any help, um, 
I find that I am so much more motivated and inspired to focus on that that goal and to think, okay, so if I want to be better at pull-ups, I'm going to have to start with, you know, the pull-up machine that like kind of boosts you a little bit and then use the band and I'm going to do this and like I'm going to do that every day at the end of my workout to like three pull-ups until I reach my pull-up goal. And ironically, the aesthetic goals follow. When you focus on a strength goal, they're, they're, you're, uh, you're going to get aesthetic results as well, but you're not putting all of your mental focus yeah. into just like how you look. It's just like, I don't know, it's not very gratifying to do that in my opinion. No, I, I love what you mentioned about um, like not setting the aesthetic goal, but more like uh, like a tangible, like you're going to work on like doing a pull up with a, with or without the resistance band and like working in smaller steps. Uh, we're like huge fans of the Atomic Habits book. We've mentioned it before on the podcast. So um, it's so funny that you bring it, it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah we are, so I feel like good. we're more similar than we know. Like, yeah, we're like. Yeah. Very, very similar. <laughs> love, love, love. Um, cool. Um, I'm looking through our questions. Amanda, did you have something you wanted to ask? Um, I'm trying to think of something different because I feel like this covered like the gym intimidation, the gym confidence, how to implement a healthy like goal setting and also food. Um, one thing like kind of related, but kind of off topic, but I know you still have like your corporate job on top of doing Equinox and you have your podcast and like, I feel like you have a lot of things going on. How do you stay? I don't know, like one, how do you do it all? Because I feel like it's very easy to get drained. So like, how do you keep your well full that you're able to like show up to do all of these things with like a smile on your face and share your energy? Um. Okay. I have a few things. One, I have this like three important things that always need to kind of get done one is sleep sleep is so important to me and if I don't get enough sleep I'm just doomed so sleep kind of comes like as a priority above all other things for me um so getting good sleep I would say like seven to eight hours per night is good for me um so getting good sleep and then eating food that nourishes me and makes me feel good because there's nothing worse than feeling gross and lethargic and um, whether you're, whether that's from, you know, not eating enough or eating the wrong foods for you, like things that just make you feel gross or like drinking too much all the time, like all those type of things. Like I'll go out and I'll have like max, like two drinks, maybe three on a special occasion. Um, also there's fairy horns outside my window. I don't know if you heard the fairy <laughs> horn. It happens a lot. Um, <laughs> I live right close to a fairy. Um, but I think so good sleep and then eating food that makes you feel good. So whether that be like I like a good like almond butter bagel sandwich. I like a good bowl of protein oatmeal. I love big salads with like tofu, lots of veggies. And then like when I go out, I'll have one to two drinks, you know, a couple cocktails or whatever. But never I never like go crazy, which like go crazy if you want to. But for me, it's like I have to be very, very – um, on top of things because I have clients or classes every day of the week. So I, there's no day that I can just like be hung over and be fine. Like I have to be on top of things. But there's ways to kind of, you know, have fun and also be um, organized about it, I guess. And then the third thing is working out for myself. Um, working out for me is like a big mental thing. It helps me clear my focus and kind of have a mental reset. And it also is a big confidence builder for me so I feel really good really confident and my gym time is just like putting in my music letting it all go taking my me time so working out um and also like walks that kind of stuff runs and then sleep and then eating right are like my three things that keep me kind of going um because I think it keeps me kind of on the straight and narrow in terms of like mentally I feel really sharp because of all those things physically I feel ready to just like lift heavy weights and run here and run there and bike there and bike there and just like give my energy to people um so it's a really good way to kind of stay in line and then okay so I'll show you guys on on the video I don't think you will be able to see it if they're only listening but I recently revamped my google calendar love (laughs) 
<laughs> Say no more. <laughs> We're on board for this. Calendar. Yes. I'm like such a Google Calendar person. So this is what my week looks like. But um, oh, I put my all my clients. I love that it's like, color coordinated. Of course. Black is for clients and classes. Red is for my own personal workouts. Um, like a bl- the blueberry one is like working when I'm at home. And then like the purple one is working in the office. And then I have like a little like go to sleep notification every single night. And then like green things are for like things that are different every week that are just fun, like dinner with this person, lunch with that person, whatever. And then I have my podcast recording on there once a week too. And it just, it just helps me to stay organized because if a friend says, Hey, when are you free in the next two weeks? And I'm like, I'm literally free in three Saturdays. Like let's get dinner. Then I just write it down and then I don't even need to remember it. I I can like erase it from my head. It's all on my Google calendar. Like it's fine. If a client says, hey, like next week we have my friend's birthday dinner like at night. So can we push our session like a little bit later in the afternoon? You know, it's like cool. I make a little switch in my calendar and I don't even think about it and it goes away. Um, And so it's a really good way for me to mentally hold all of this information um, and also not have to rely on my brain to remember it all. And, um, it really is like, if I question what I'm doing that day, I'm literally like, okay, like for example, today, let's see, it is April, April 2nd. I have sending out workouts to my clients this morning. I had a session this morning in person with two of my clients, podcast recording. Um, then, I have to buy my moisturizer. I put that on my Google Calendar. Nice. And then I'm, I'm taking Priority. a yoga class. Yep. Of course. Taking a yoga class and then I have dinner with my friends. And then I have my night routine. And then I go to bed. So that's my day. Big Saturday. Um, today. So today only on Saturdays I have just one session. Um, and then Sundays I have class, class, client. Like right in a row. So I go to bed at a decent time on Saturday nights. So I can get up early on Sunday. It's all part of the the schedule. I am like I am inside, like out on the outside, I'm like very composed right now, but on the inside, I'm like freaking out because I love all of this so much. You have no idea how much I appreciate and love sleep, like how important I think sleep is. And I tell everybody, I'm like, my phone shuts off at 9:15. Like I have the mm-hmm. the automatic like uh, notification silence. Um on my Apple, on my Apple phone or whatever. And, um, you mentioned nutrition. That's like huge, 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 um, your Google calendar. And, you know, (laughs) I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. So much, so much. Yes. Um, I'm like freaking out a little bit. (laughs) You guys are so similar. I feel like we're becoming best friends. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so down. (laughs) I would yeah, love that. A little pod swap. So fun. Yeah, I'm, we would love to. Like, let us know when. That's so cute. But... <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a Google Calendar invite. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me just, you know, check my calendar. Yeah. yeah we... <laughs> uh, I'm so – you mentioned um, you've been taking yoga. And I know you've mentioned to the, this to me also, but you've been – like meditating more and um, doing more yoga during the week and stuff. How's that going? Oh my gosh. It's a game changer. Like I just, everyone, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I feel like every person who is like big and successful and has their life together in a sense, like at least it looks like they do. They, they always say that their main thing is, is meditation. And to me, it's like, it's free. It's such a no brainer. Like, why don't we do it more? Um, I always struggle with consistency with, with meditation. And I think it's just like a resistance to just being alone with my thoughts. It's like, it's tough for me. I'm way better at journaling because I just feel like that's more of like a, an outpouring of, of like ideas and like meditation is just so, uh, it's very isolating in a sense, but I have had some great luck with it recently. Like in the past couple of years, I've been pretty good and pretty consistent. And there are some days that I meditate for five minutes and some days that I meditate for 45 minutes, which is always kind of crazy. And the depths at which you can get to in your own like like thoughts and even beyond your thoughts, like into your like psyche or whatever um, is unbelievable. Like in the times that I've done 45-minute meditations, which has only been like probably like five times or six times, I have uncovered – 
so many layers within myself that I didn't even know I had that I find these ideas that I just would have never thought of otherwise or just like these realizations. And um, it's amazing. And even like a five-minute meditation, I find that if I do that, it changes my whole day. Like my whole outlook on the day is like, oh my gosh, like I just see things so much clearer now. I, I have such a better direction. Um, it's free and it's it's easy to do. I just put on peaceful meditation music from Spotify and just like close my eyes and just let myself just exist. I don't even do that thing where people are like try to stop thinking. I don't even do that because I just mm-hmm. – I almost just let my thoughts wander. So I want to think about something. I think about it and then it just like wanders yeah. to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And the longer you go – because sometimes I'll meditate and I like am very surface level like thinking about things. But the longer mm-hmm. I go, it's like the more light layers lower and lower and lower and lower I get. And it's like I'm not even thinking about – there's there reaches points in meditation where I will literally just be like picturing like light beams coming. Yep out of my body like that's (laughs) that's like where I get to where I'm like am I crazy um and then yoga so I've been consistent with yoga for three months now which has been great I go once a week or sometimes twice a week and um yoga has always been hard for me it's just so different than what I do which is you know metabolic conditioning athletic conditioning strength running it's like the opposite because I'm used to doing fast-paced high-intensity things and it's like slow and and like low intensity in terms of like you're not like doing like hit cardio but you're holding these positions and you're really feeling it and you have to really center yourself in your breath you have to kind of learn your body in a new way and it also it builds a sense of like peace and body connection which i think is really important and to me it's been vital to getting through the winter especially because i really struggle with the winter it's just like not a good time for me mentally. Um, so it's been really good and I, I'm going to go today and I plan to continue to go once a week for the foreseeable future. I think that's a good goal for me to fit in, in just 45 minutes to an hour every week. And so it's been really nice. I, I'm i still on the point of you radiating your energy out, like <laughs> beaming light. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. You're not so much. Yeah. You're not crazy. I know you were like, am I crazy? No, you're not. Like, that's totally normal. Like, uh, Amanda, she she's a Reiki practitioner. So uh, we're like totally into energy and um, meditating. Oh and I need like a session with you guys about this. Like I need – Let's do it. Yes. I need like <laughs> tips and, and your thoughts and like, uh, like all the things. Because for me, like my whole life and my job – is I mean I have clients that my goal my mission is to just positively impact them I just want them to obviously my goal is to give them a hard workout but it's so much more than that it's so much more about your relationship with them like what when they see you in the beginning of the session like how do they feel are they happy are they excited like do they feel safe and secure and motivated and like or do they feel you know like they're trapped they're being yelled at like you don't want to feel that way and with my classes too, I want people to feel welcome. I want to be a light for them. I want them to walk in and see me and like breathe a sigh of relief and say, okay, Jenny's here. She's going to take care of me. Like I can just focus on her. And while that's – it's so fun for me and I love it, it's such a big responsibility and it's you're really impacting people's day and people's lives, especially people who come weekly. I've had people who – like I was – I had a class um, – I have a Sunday class at Brookfield and one of my regulars there, she's so lovely. She came up to me a few months ago um, and she said, you know, I wasn't going to come to the gym today, but then when I decided not to go, I remembered that you're going to be teaching and I just like you so much that I just came anyway. And I'm like, that's all I want. And so in those moments of meditation, I think, okay, what's my intention for today? My intention for today is just whatever is inside of me, like any goodness I can give, I just want to like open it up to the world and just like let it go. And that's when you picture those things like light beams shining outside of you. You're like, who can I make? Like, how can I positively impact everyone? Like the world, not even just in my classes. It's like when I cook up my coffee and I talk to the barista, like how can I make them feel important? When I walk into an Equinox how can I engage with the front desk to make them feel like I value them? Because I was at the front desk. Like I know how that feels. And so that's kind of just where the meditation like guides me sometimes. But um, 
that's what I try to do because I try to just be a positive impact on the people I come across in the world. (laughs) You are such a light. Like even us just talking for what, like 53 minutes now, like I feel immensely happier just like being in your presence. So I can't imagine like the light and the like joy that you bring everyone each day. So like you are truly a light. I'm going to cry. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> I, we I, do that on our podcast. It's normal. Yeah, good. I'm like shedding tears. Like, well, the feeling is mutual. Seriously. We all need to be friends and you need to come to my class. We need to, ha- we need to like do like brunch or something. Yeah, let's do it. So down. Well, on that note, I feel like we can't top this. Like, I feel like this, <laughs> I feel like we're at a really good place where like, mm-hmm. I feel really happy. I feel like I've learned so much about you. Um, And I'm just super excited. This is like so much more than I already knew about you. Your classes are so much fun. So um, if you could tell um, people listening, how can they find you on Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, all that good stuff and uh, Equinox classes? Yeah. So at Equinox, I teach at all the downtown clubs. So come through Wall Street, Brookfield, Tribeca, Orchard. And I occasionally will sub elsewhere. So if you have any classes or any clubs you want to see me at, shoot me a DM. Maybe I'll go see if I can sub there for you. Um, I also do personal training on the side. And my Instagram is at Jenny King Fit. And our YouTube channel is Carrie and Jenny King. And our podcast is Twin Talk with Carrie and Jenny. Um, the YouTube channel, we go in seasonal kind of batches. It's kind of like, you know, a Netflix show that comes out once a year with a new season. That's what we do on our YouTube channel. So subscribe. You'll see us in October and December. We do Vlogmas and Vlogtober typically. Um, And then occasional videos along the way. My sister has an amazing music career. So go watch our YouTube video of her her music video. She's really talented. Her name's Carrie King. Go stream like a teenager on Spotify. That's her first single. It just came out. Um, And... That's me. That's pretty much it. Um, Yeah. Love, love, love. We'll link everything down in the show notes for everybody. um, So it's easy to just click on it and check her out. Um, We're super excited. I'm going to start coming back to your classes. I'm I'm like on and off because I'm, my work schedule is changing a little bit. So I need to like get my schedule right, but I love taking your classes and I'm super excited. I'm going to drag Amanda along with me downtown. Yes. I've missed you. (laughs) It's been too long. It's been way too long. I'm like, where is she? She's gone. I'm at Hudson Yards in the mornings on Thursdays now. So I'm like, I have to get my routine right. Wow. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I'm super excited. I love your classes and I've really learned so much. So um, if you're in New York, definitely uh, check her out. And yeah, thank you for coming on our podcast and sharing all your knowledge with us. I'm honored. This has been so fun. You guys are awesome. I'm like, ugh, I feel like I just got a hug for like an hour. <laughs> like, it's been such a nice, been such a nice. Like, you guys are so sweet. I'm, I feel so good. I feel like I'm gonna go into my Saturday just like ready to conquer the world now. So thank you. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Oh.